And one thing I realized that when it comes to filmmaking, right, a lot of people are very good in their craft, but one thing that one very important skill that they are lacking in is marketing. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Kaching Show. My name is Brian Ching, and this show is dedicated to motivated individuals, inspiring them to document their journey, and for like-minded entrepreneurs who are keen to learn more. Through this channel, we aim to impart financial, marketing, and business knowledge from the brilliant minds of other entrepreneurs to you. Okay, hi Bibiana. So um, today we on the third episode we have uh, Bibiana Lim, and I've invited her today because uh, she's a seven-figure video marketer. And uh, Bibiana, would you like to introduce more uh, to my audience about yourself? Okay, hi everyone. Um, I want I like to thank Brian first for inviting me on this podcast, and I'm really happy and excited to share with all of you uh, about more things about video marketing. So more about myself is, you know, like, let me just tell you like a, a short like story about like, you know, how I even came into like video marketing, right? So um, I actually graduated from NTU with a degree in bioscience. So <laughs> I have like no knowledge at all in yeah. regards to like marketing or like videography, completely zero. Hmm. Okay. And I actually work in like a government job for like six months. It was like a six month contract after I graduated. And then after that, like I realized that it's very boring and I didn't like it. Every day I was um, going into the lab and doing the same things over and over again. And I felt that it was, it, it was really not for me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to quit after six months. Um, and then I, could, I, I just left without a job because I just feel like I, I, I really don't want to be doing this anymore. Okay. And I think a lot of people were shocked, even my parents, like, because, like, I tell you, like, after you graduate, everyone will be like, oh, have you found a job? Have you found a job? Have you yeah, found a job? Right. And, like, people looking for a job, I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was quite stressful, but I felt that it was very important because I feel that I should always place, like, my own, like, happiness mm-hmm. before, um, before, like, everything else, like, and I was very unhappy in the job. Mm. So, I just quit without uh, a backup plan, and it just so happened that one of my friends posted like a job opening in uh, in a company that teaches uh, education, yeah. education related uh, industry. So I decided mm-hmm. to, okay, I'll just try and apply for it. And in the end, I got it. And nice. yeah, so I was actually put under like the operations team. Okay. And then eventually, um, I mean like long story cut short, there was a restructuring going on in the company. Mm-hmm. And I jumped from uh, operations to video. Okay. Um, and here's the funny part, like, when the restructuring was going on, my boss, like, he called me into a meeting and he was like, okay, do you want to uh, take videos for the company? And then I was like, huh, I don't want, I never even hold a camera before you asked me to go and do videos. Also, with zero experience of videos, like, you never shot, like, videos before and your boss actually asked you to pick up the camera and start shooting videos for your company. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is so random. So, I mean, I did, like, shoot videos, but it's, like, travel videos, but it's made on, like, my cheap, like, $100, like, something like a GoPro camera, like, it's like a fake wow. GoPro camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, so, okay. Yeah, so after that, I was like, huh, like, I damn toilet, like, I don't even know anything about, like, cameras or, like, editing or anything. And that one video took me six months to edit, okay? Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and how was that? Like, video? Not, I, I feel very embarrassed. I feel very, very, very embarrassed when I look at the video now. It's like, I don't even want to look at it. Because it's so badly shot. <laughs> yeah, what? so... Yeah, then after that, he's like, oh, I feel that you're really talented in this, and I think you should uh, go and try videos. <laughs> No, I think he only reason, the only reason he said that was because there was no one else in the company that has ever touched videos before. Yeah, I, I think I faced the issue also because you know like when you shoot videos yourself and when someone else watches the videos, you personally feel that it looks like crap. But like when someone else sees you, right, you're like, hey, what? it looks damn good. But like in your opinion, it's like, hey, this video is really bad. Like there's so many ways you can improve on it. And we always constantly just tell ourselves, right? Like, you know, um, it's not good enough, the quality isn't there. But I think what's more important is the message of the video, right? And that is really the art of video marketing, right? And personally, I, I started learning videos like three years ago to learn how to shoot travel videos for my friends and everything. Then I realized how important it is in marketing to learn how to edit videos. Like what was the, from six months of editing, to like right now, I'm sure you can edit videos in like a few hours or half a day, something like that, right? How was that journey like for you? Like, how did you actually like? What were the roadblocks that you faced? You know, um, when you started out. So I think for me in the beginning was I need I I knew I needed to find a mentor and mm. I just bought like an online course to learn from. And I guess the difficult part is, you know, when you edit ready and then it's like. You don't know, you don't have anyone to ask. You don't even know whether is, it, is this a good video or is this a bad video. Yeah. Because like you can't like you mm. edit it really after that like publish. And correct. Correct. I don't just just wait for feedback to tell people <laughs> for people to tell you whether it's good or bad. But then like the feedback that come from people right are those people with no video experience ones. So <laughs> I think that was one of my biggest struggle. Yeah. Because you don't know if you're getting like constructive feedback or it's like your your video yeah. really. Good. Everyone just say very nice, very nice. That kind of feedback. Right? <laughs> Yeah, like everything is nice today. <laughs> so, um, for a while, I was shooting a lot of, I mean, like within like six months, I picked up uh, videography skills and I was shooting a lot of uh, corporate events for my company. So, those are yeah. like branding videos yeah. mm. to cover like events. And you know, like people always say that, oh, videos are like the number one thing every business needs to have and you shoot videos, videos are everything. Yes. So, it was very tiring. It was so tiring. Every single week, I was coming up with like at least two videos to mm-hmm. publish to the social media. Okay. And um, actually, I think that training was really good for me because that's the reason why I can edit videos so so quickly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it's all just about like training and practice. I mean, I think it has been about two years plus now already. So do you enjoy that process? Oh yeah, at the beginning I did. At the beginning, now I still do. But it's just that I find. I find more joy in like building marketing funnels rather than videos because I realized that like videos is very easy to just train someone to do it but I feel that marketing is a much more complex um, subject than videos but of course there is a there is an in-between which is a video marketing mm. so I still edit video now but it's not as often as uh, what I used to do okay nice so you know like um when you start creating something like creating videos or content, right? Like what what's this like um do you have this spark, like this moment where you like have this idea or like how you know we face this issue where sometimes the ideas just don't flow and then like you have this 
roadblock in your mind, right? How do you like, do you have, do you experience that or is it just me? Like, um, how do you like get that spark turn on, you know, or yeah, when it comes to creating videos? Yeah, I think it's a very common problem. Um, especially when, um, if let's say if you're someone who brands yourself with videos on social media, I think it's a very, very, very common problem. Um, especially if let's say you're uh, creating content videos. Mm. Maybe content videos like, I don't know, like uh, Russell Brunson or like Gary Vee mm. kind. So, yeah. um, so sometimes I realize that the best thing to do, right, if like let's say if you are working on a particular project, I realize that the best thing to do is to not think about it. Like the more I sit down and think about, okay, I need a video idea, I need a video idea, the more the video idea isn't going to come to you. So it is true, it is true like years of experience that I finally understood this. I, I mean, I don't know, like, I always feel that the best ideas come to you when you're not thinking about it. Mm. So whenever whenever I run into a roadblock, I'll just be like, okay, I don't think about it. I'm going to do something else. Eventually, the idea will come. Um, and I think that people always have this misconception that your video has to be like damn perfect and all that. But actually, it doesn't have to be. Like, I mean, if it's a bad idea, it's okay. Like, I just at least like shoot something and you learn something from it. Mm. And I mean, you really need like idea uh, generation and all that. You can go to YouTube. For example, if like your uh, topics about like uh, digital marketing, you can just go into YouTube and search like digital marketing and you can see like what, which are like the top videos with like millions of views and you just uh, model after them and cover like a similar topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's one of my best uh, content hacks. You know, there are so many forms of marketing, right? And then uh, why did you choose like um, video marketing specifically? Like, uh, or like, can you explain to us like, you know, um, the power of, you know, video marketing in general? Yeah, so um, going back to the story where I had to create videos, branding videos for the company, right? Mm. And because everyone said like, oh, you should, you know, every company should be creating videos and we were creating so many videos. I was feeling so burnt out after like six yeah. months. And um, I came to realize that it did not translate to an increase in revenue for the company. And I was like, Damn. isn't video supposed to be the thing to go? Why isn't, why isn't the company like earning more money? Yeah. And then after that, I realized that something is wrong over here. And I think just so happened, like everything was a coincidence that I was being put into the marketing team. Okay. So under the marketing team, I started to pick up some uh, marketing skills. Mm -hmm. And I also happened to have a contact um, who creates viral uh, YouTube videos in Japan. I don't know whether you know. Oh, um, Shin Lim, is it? Yeah, yeah, Shin Lim. So actually, I learned from him. He was one of the first uh, video persons I learned from. And then after that, subsequently, I learned from like Nas Daily and Prince Ear. So um, I realized that not all videos are created equal. And there are certain videos that, you know, can specifically help you to convert. But some videos just go down the drain, which I see a lot of people actually creating these kind of videos. Lah, and it just makes me feel very sad because, you know, um, uh, like they will just give up like on videos completely and say that okay video doesn't work actually it does it's just that a lot of people don't know like what is the right process of creation i would say mm, so yeah because actually i have multiple friends who like are in the film industry you know they like to film very nicely the lighting very solid <laughs> the microphone very solid camera <laughs> camera is like the, those eight thousand ten thousand kind of camera yeah. but yeah. uh 
they seem to just create a normal video that looks very nice, but it doesn't sell, right? So yes, can yes. you sh- share with us, right? Like, uh, what's the difference between that and story selling, like or like maybe uh videos that actually help you convert in sales? Because it's very painful when I see my friends struggling in a three thousand dollar job, you know, working very hard like how you used to, and their their videos that they create are so nice, but it doesn't make any money for them. Can you share with us, yeah. like? What is this like? You know, what's this issue that everyone actually doesn't do? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I just to uh, make this clear that I wasn't trained professionally in a film school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things um I learned from the outside world, and one thing I realized that when it comes to filmmaking, right, a lot of people are very good in their craft, but one thing that one very important skill that they are lacking in is marketing. So mm. when I first started out in my videography business, right? I mean, obviously I can never compare to them. Their, their, their videos will forever be ten yeah. times better than mine. I was yeah. just like a the amateur, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was I was still able to charge like a few thousand dollars for one yeah. video, because I knew how to market my business differently from other people. Mm. Um, so one thing that you need you need to know, right? So for example, if let's say you're selling to corporates, for example, yeah. So you have to sell it in a way that. Uh, you know that this video is going to help them either decrease their cost or increase their revenue. Mm. You can't just say, oh, I have this uh, videography service for like, I don't know, $5,000. Sign up. This is my package. You want to sign up or not? Mm. Like nobody, that's the thing about like, I I think this uh, goes into a bit about closing already. Mm. Um, Like how how, how can you close a client is, you know, like people don't care about your service. They just want to know what you can value add to them. Mm. and how they can benefit from you working with them. Mm. I think a lot of people actually make this mistake, I would say. I mean, I don't know who is their target clients, but I just give the example of a company. In fact, like for corporate companies, uh, they really love those kind of very uh, one-minute, very short advertisements and stuff like this, which so many other filmmakers do, but they can't sell or they can't, show the company yeah. their benefits of these uh, videos that they are creating and end up, it becomes like a price wall to the, to the bottom, right? They just like end up just competing with competing with everyone else. Yeah, so maybe like, uh, can you share with us, right? Uh, what's the difference like with that story selling and like the very, you know, those kind of B-roll kind of videos, right? Like uh, what's the difference between the videos you can create in terms of uh, selling someone's brain or something like um do you can you share with us more about it okay so i think like the main difference versus my uh, the kind of videos that i do versus the kind of videos that they do i think a lot of uh, people who are trained from film school they like those kind of like branding videos mm. but the kind of videos that i like is marketing videos okay what's okay. the difference uh? yeah so branding videos right it's just for show kind of like it just looks nice aesthetically and all that mm. Um, I think one very big difference that this makes, right, is uh, what's the call to action at the end? Mm. Usually, there are videos, right, no call to action, right? It's just like, okay, finish video, roll the credits, and then end. Mm. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So, you need to know, you need to know, like, um, what does the company want? Because the company don't just, uh, you know, engage a videography company for fun. You know, they have an objective behind it. Like what do they want? It's either to decrease their cost or to increase their sales. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very important that 
uh, videographers in from trained from film school, they need to know. They always say that they are not trained in business. I don't think business is important. You have to be trained in marketing and you know, uh, sales that comes with that. Uh, not say sales, but more of like a closing. I would say sales is very like pushy. It's very hard sell. Like, yep. hey, I have this ten thousand dollars package. Do you want to take it? <laughs> yeah. Always think about what is the benefit to the company. If you can, I mean, if you can even just come up with a list of benefits that will easily uh, set you apart from all your other competitors. Really, it's that simple. Because in the film industry, it's so competitive. Hmm. Alright. Yeah. So, do you have like limiting beliefs or yourself? Like, um, you know, when you started, like, you know, when you have your video first posted, right? Uh, I'm sure that you actually doubted yourself in at some point where you feel like, hey, um, this is not good enough. And sometimes the inertia to start is so high for people who are just starting out, right? Like, how do you actually overcome that for yourself personally? Yeah, I think for me, definitely, when I first started, I think it, it, it works if, let's say, you have um, someone to hold you accountable. Because, like, last time I was working for my company, I can't just be like, yeah, I don't feel like creating videos today. You know, <laughs> I have to create a video every single week. So, I can't, I can't say that I don't want to do this. Mm. You know, so I, I always think that having an accountability partner helps. And you just have to understand that this is a learning process. Like, don't expect yourself to be like a 10 out of 10. Like, I, I don't think I'm a 10 out of 10, but I'm definitely, you know, better than when I first started out. And mm. as long as you start thinking that you have to be a 10 out of 10, it has to be perfect. You get paralyzed and you, you don't even want to do um, anything already. No. I'm not sure if you experienced that before. I, I do, I do, <laughs> but, all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it's really breaking it down uh, into like smaller steps. Mm. And I mean, I never, I never saw myself as like the top like video marketer or, or anything lah, until it was, you know, after some time where I realized that in the videos that I do, it seems like it's impactful and it's bringing my uh, uh, clients like revenue. So, you know, it's, it's a small like gradual progression and it's not like, uh, I first time touched a camera and I was like, okay, I want to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think yeah. like a lot of us like have very big dreams at the start, right? Then we start feeling very overwhelmed. Like, yes. I think it's, it's, especially when you come to like the online business industry, like all of us start consuming all these videos, all this content online, and we uh, start feeling like, wow, this person is at 10, but they don't see like how much they work until they got to number 10. We just see yeah. their surface success, right? But we didn't know how much struggle they went through before they actually made, that, made it there. Lah. And uh, that's something that I think we should, I always remind people like, you know, we always see uh, someone that is like number one in their industry nowadays, but we didn't see them 10 years ago or like five years ago when they were just starting out as well. And yeah. uh, I think even for myself, when I was just starting out, I, you know, uh, there were many problems, challenges. We never even expect that and it would just come up suddenly, right? And yeah. it brings me back to, you know, when you attend events, right? you actually see all these top speakers like Prince EA, you, speak, you see like Tom Bilyeu. And how do you actually uh, face this feeling of being overwhelmed? Because uh, I don't know about you, but when I attend some networking events, right, they, I feel like, well, I'm not good enough, you know. Uh, and for yourself, you're a female entrepreneur. I'm sure it's, uh, it's uncommon to be in that industry. Like, it's a very male-dominated industry, right? Like, what, what do you think about it when you attend these events? Do you get overwhelmed yourself? 
Um, when you say overwhelmed, do you mean like overwhelmed with like the knowledge or like overwhelmed by like the level or network? I think both are uh, like the knowledge plus the feeling of um not being as competent as them, like comparing yourself to them. I, I mean, I know that comparing yourself isn't good at all. Yeah, but then um do you do you get that feeling of, you know, um not that level yet, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, okay, let's let's address this this question in, in two parts. So first mm. part for the knowledge is um I mean there's so much information online and sometimes it's just really overwhelming to be consuming so many things. Even if let's say, you know, I fly to US to like learn from all these top speakers, right? It's yes. so many things to consume. So uh one thing that I do, let's say if I go and attend a seminar and all that, like even before all this, I need to be very, very clear about my strengths and weaknesses and what are the things that I need to improve on this year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know certain focuses. Um, so for example, if let's say I run into a problem right now, right? The next thing I want to do is I want to go and look for the solution. Mm. So I don't, I don't really have the fear of like missing out or anything because I know that um, eventually like these opportunities will come again. I can always learn new things again. Mm. Even like, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, right? Yes. He has this uh, Unleash the Power Within like event. And I I, I went twice because uh, second time I brought my mom. And I was like, what am I going to learn? I was like, I just go there with my mom. Nice. Waste of money. Yeah. But then after that, I realized that actually you will always learn new things. So it's like, the thing is that you have to be clear about what are the current things that you're lacking on. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, you set that intention. It's like, okay, I need to find a solution to this. Yeah. And then be on the lookout for that. Don't, don't expect yourself to like absorb everything you know that, that people teach. Yeah. Uh, I think it's quite possible to do that. Lah. Like <laughs> once you know the key points that you're looking out for, then the moment the person mentioned it, then you're like, ah, oh, okay, I, I got it really. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing very helpful for me is whenever I take notes, right? Um I will always have take notes on the front and I'll just flip to the back page and then I'll have like an action plan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um it's it's something that has been really, really helpful to me. So like, um, for example, if like, uh, today maybe I learned something from you through this conversation yep. and then I write down the notes and then I'll flip to the back. I'll say, okay, I have to take this action. Maybe like do a Facebook post mm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So, it, so it's like, then you won't be overwhelmed by information then by the end of the event, right? You know very clearly, okay, what do I have what, to do? I just have to flip to the back. And everything, right? yeah, I just have to flip to the back of my page and I just have to implement all those. Then can't really. Mm, right. Yeah, that is... That is something very, uh, I think, simple but useful because, I mean, I just finished a three days workshop the past three days, right? And I spent one whole day afterwards compiling my notes, seeing, oh, what should I do after that course? Because sometimes we just feel like, you know, the, the water hose in your face, like that kind of feeling where there's so much information. Yeah, so, okay, going back to the second part now, right? Um, being in this uh, male-dominated industry, right? As a female, how do you actually... Uh, do you feel like uncomfortable or do you feel like um, sometimes out of place yourself as a, as a female entrepreneur? Um, actually, you know, I do feel like being a female, right? I, I feel that everyone can think about this in two different ways, right? The first way is, you know, you can either feel like you're out of place or the second, second way that you can think about it is it's an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for every single method, there's always, you know, two sides of thinking. And I choose to think that it's actually an advantage for me. 
Yeah. Um, like being a female makes me stand out already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really what marketing is about. It's always about how can you stand out above others. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I think like it's very rare to find female videographers. Mm. Oh my God, the equipment is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so heavy, especially with like your camera and your gimbal and all that. I mean, I yeah. stopped doing all the yeah. But in the past, when I first started out, I was like a one man show. I was like doing all this. I was carrying all the camera equipment uh, on my own. Wow. Oh, I was so, so heavy. Yeah. Um, and you know, to deal with people that are always like better than you, um, I I think it's a very common problem that people um face if they are at the beginning of the journey. Mm. I don't think something that you know you can solve like a hundred percent but I do think that you can adopt the um, mindset of um, how can I you know learn from them and be like them rather mm. than you know compare yourself directly with yeah. them so I remember one of my men one of my mentors he actually told me something that is very uh, interesting lah. so he said, mm. he said that uh, you don't have to like someone to learn from them <laughs> I was like, oh. it's quite true. <laughs> it's quite true. It's quite true. Like just because like someone is successful, like you don't have to like, hey, this guy like fake one or anything. Like, but I can like go and learn from that person. So, mm. like, last time I used to have this colleague, right? She's very. A lot of people say that she's very thick skin, uh, Like she's very holy and pee. Like everything also want to ask whether the company can like sponsor or subsidize. Mm. Uh, to the point where you you know it's it's like for her own like personal good. Uh, her oh. personal related things mm-hmm. and then after that I, I realized that actually there's something to be learned over here <laughs> doesn't take no for an answer and it's something that I really really um admire la. like she doesn't mm. take no for an answer I kind of like you know take the good points and like implement it into my own life like everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses and like what you have to do is just uh find out what you can actually learn a thing or two from them and you know uh Ignore the rest, like I guess. Like uh, the feelings should be subsidiary, right? Yeah. 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 And always yeah, and always focus on like your own growth. Mm-hmm. Um I know it's very easy to compare. I think it's just a it's just a yeah. common thing to Correct. compare yourself to other people. Um <clears throat> but for me it's like I, I have been very clear, like, um, you know, always focus on yourself. Are you becoming better and better every single day? And mm. that's really more than enough for me. Even when I went to I went to this uh, competition by Nas Daily. Mm. It was a video competition. I think okay. it was like 30 people in the mm. room. And these were like trained industry professionals, okay? Mm-hmm. Like really from film school or that or that kind of like majority of them were professionals. Mm. And then I was just like, what the hell? I self-learned one. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh my god, I'm against all these people. But I know that um I have to focus on myself. And I know like the moment I step into the room, I, I told myself that I cannot compare to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But the own competition is, is within me and I know yeah. that I'm gonna win the competition. Yeah. I, I know from the moment I step in is that I, I know I'm gonna win really because everyone else is busy comparing themselves with other people. But to me, like for me it was like, okay, it's just me myself, I'm competing with myself to create the best video that I've ever done. Mm. Right. And the once you like get that one percent better or like you improve, like I think that is already the biggest milestone anyone can achieve. Yeah. It's yeah. a process like so mm. like um, I mean it takes time to learn don't expect yourself to be like wow, suddenly at level 10 <laughs> okay so like can you share with us right I, 
I do you like just fly? I don't know about you, but I know Mark like flew all the way to US just to attend uh the mastermind.com and then like uh you went over with him, right? And like can you share with us like the experience? Like how was it? Because you met with all these greats, right? Like uh Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Russell Brunson, and all these people. Like um maybe share with us who was that one person that uh transformed your life for you? Like was it uh yeah, was was it anyone from the event or like uh, was the event uh something that uh, shaped you or like how was it like for you? Okay, um, I don't think there was one person that transformed me, but I think it shifted my life in a way that um, I'm sitting in a room of the world's best marketers and I'm inside the room and I just I just like I'm this like small little fry. <laughs> These are the world's best marketers there, yep. and I was like, it feels like a dream come true. Like until today, like if you ask me, ask me to think about it, I'll just be like, I can't believe what just happened. And mm. it was, I have to tell you that, like, it's scary. It's very scary. I mean, if you attend networking events in Singapore, maybe you still feel a little bit. But the moment you go there, it's like, wow, yeah. they're the best in the world. You know, yes. so it was a very scary experience for me. But I know that I cannot allow my fear to come over me lah. otherwise I will mm. regret so like, I, I went to talk to I went to talk to most of the people um, that I know all the all the top marketers that I know and mm. yeah had good, good conversation with them and you know took pictures with them and all that and uh, yeah so I some of them I bought into their products as well so I mean their communities lah. wow yeah so yeah it's quite a scary experience lah, but it's good. At least you know that, like, okay, this is how it feels like to be, mm. you know, a like world class marketer. Yeah. Okay. So normally I'll end the interview with this uh very simple question, right? Like, what will you tell your fifteen year old self? Like, would you have you know um changed anything? Like, you did a degree that's completely different from what you're doing right now. Like, if you knew all this was gonna happen, would you have changed it or like? Uh, what will you tell your 15-year-old self? <laughs> I'll tell my 15-year-old self to quit school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. I, I don't be a bad influence, but um, I think when you're young, don't be afraid to go out and try and fail. I mean, I wish that I stepped out earlier. And I mean, the reason why I even took like, you know, science and all that is because of like my parents. Mm. And you know, like looking back and I, I'm looking like all at the younger people that I work with now, all of them like quitting schools and having like big successes and all that and really daring to, you know, step up to try things rather than to conform to what society expects of you, mm. like the very traditional go to school, yeah. get a degree. Mm. And I can share with you that my friends who are in the traditional jobs, um, they are, they are miserable. Like I haven't met one person that is like really, really happy and satisfied and passionate about like what they do and I just feel that it's, it's very sad because this is what our society taught us to do but is it really worth it like I feel that everyone should place like their own happiness um, above others I, I can tell you that when I started uh, even when I was younger um, I quarreled a lot with my mom. like mm. she wanted me to go uh, uh, become a doctor she wanted to send me to law school mm-hmm. but I was like no yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like conform to her by like studying science. <laughs> yeah, but again, um, you know, if I, I, I feel that if, you are, if you've always had the, 
um, I wouldn't call it like rebellious, uh, but if you always felt that like you were different uh, from other people, um, I just want to let you know that it's completely normal. It's probably, you know, it's because you're made for the entrepreneurship life. Uh, and um, I feel like the society needs to be more uh, accepting of these people. And uh, it's not that they are, they are like wrong or, or anything. It's just that they are not suited to be in the school system and mm. they shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah, they just have to explore another life that is out there. They don't know exists yet, but it does. Yeah, and I, I think like there's a misconception where it's not that going to a job is bad, right? It's just going to a job to become miserable isn't the way to go. Like, um, and mind everyone that, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy at all. Like, there are going to be so many challenges that you're going to face. And uh, if you are ready to challenge yourself and um, do something to make yourself passionate, you feel happy about what you do, then definitely you should explore entrepreneurship, right? But if you're not ready to do that, you're not ready to pick yourself up from each setback to uh, move forward again, then uh, maybe entrepreneurship won't be for you, lah, right? So I always tell my friends that, you know, they were like saying, uh, I want to be comfortable. I like a stable life in a job. Right? Then I'll ask them, okay, besides your job, what do you enjoy doing and stuff like this? Maybe you can start something when, you know, you work from nine to five, then something from five to nine you can do by yourself. And most of them are not willing to even put in the effort, you know. So uh, that just shows uh, if they come to even to entrepreneurship, they won't succeed because the number one thing is taking action in entrepreneurship, I feel like. Even you can attend $1,000 courses and everything. But without taking action, you you will never um, succeed la, in anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you for sharing with us so much um, value and insight today. Uh, where, where can I, my audience find you at? Oh, um, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram. So just search my name, Bibiana, B-I-B-I-A-N-A. And you'll be able to find me. Nice. Okay. Thank you for sharing with us all this. Okay. Okay, thank you for having me. I enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> okay, thank you.